nine o'clock and joining me in the studio now is Andrea Bell. Thank you so much. I just <laughs> totally ghosted on your name. You probably you could tell by I the saw that blank look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> seamless. Absolutely seamless. Uh, thank you, Andrea. Thanks you for are me. here for Art is Real. I am. Indeed. Wait, is art real? Always. Okay. We'll, we'll soon find out. We'll talk about this today. So. Well, actually, this is, yeah, quite an, an apt artist. I think so. For that question. Yeah. Um, Kate Newby. Yeah. I'm so, really glad that you said that. I was going to call her Newton. <laughs> so we wanted, I wanted to talk about Kate Newby today because um, she has an exhibition currently showing in Auckland called Swift Little Verbs Pushing the Big Nouns Around um, at Michael Lett Gallery, which I haven't actually seen. I'm going to go and see next week. Yeah. But um, I just thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about her practice in general um, because she's a really interesting artist. Um, Maybe just to give a bit of background about who she is. So she was born in 1979 in Auckland in Bethel's Beach. Um, she grew up in Bethel's Beach and um, studied at Elam School of Fine Arts at the University of Auckland. She's got a, a Master of Fine Arts, a Doctor in Fine Arts as well. Um, but she works across, this is, sounds like such a cliche, but works across a range of media. Um, I would think of her as a sculpture, yep. but she works, kind of creates installation-based works using textiles, ceramics, casting, glass, clays, um, that sort of thing. And her work um, really kind of um, looks at kind of how and where art happens in the world, as opposed to necessarily in the gallery, although she does have exhibitions and galleries such as this one coming up on that Michael Lett. Yeah. Um, but perhaps first we could talk about um, one of the works, one of the first works I heard about with Kate's practice that um, you also have a connection with, yeah. which was called Pocket Charms, which was shown at City Gallery in Wellington as part of a show um, called Prospect, which was curated by Kate Montgomery, I think it was 2011. Um, so I actually worked there as a gallery oh, attendant right. as okay. well a long time yeah. ago, but before 2011, probably yeah. about 2005 or something like this. Um, and it's a really interesting experience being a gallery attendant because you do observe people looking at art but you're kind of not necessarily encouraged to go up and talk to them it's more of a kind of security role right yeah and when you're looking at the presentation for art like there's all these barriers that kind of discourage people from touching art or kind of creating that distance between the viewer and the artwork itself and the artist whereas this work the pocket work did you want to talk about how your friend oh, was well, working there? You're the expert, but yeah, my <laughs> uh, my experience of uh, one of my good friends and a talented artist in her own right mm. uh, was working uh, at the gallery, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not sure if she was issued an art or if she yeah. was able to select it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, she uh, had a piece. So it's kind of like a little trinket. It was what was it, a matchstick or something? I, I think it was a matchstick. That I could be wrong. Devin, if you're listening, can you send me a text? Oh two one two radio one oh two one two seven two three four six one. I would hate to misrepresent your anecdote. <laughs> yeah, so these pocket charms they were made up of things like um, pull tabs from a can, kind of cast in silver, or a little um, hair clip. Yeah, pin. Mun mundane items, yeah. but beautifully crafted. But like beautifully the, crafted. The intricacy and the effort put into it yeah. was... Yeah. yeah, it's almost like you might just think it really is just a piece of... Um, yeah, a, a matchstick. But then actually sometimes she really does just mix it up and actually put real objects in there too. So sometimes you can't actually tell the difference. Which is what kind a of... a sneak! I know, <laughs> cheating. But... um. 
So she, the idea with this work, just to explain for the listeners, was that the gallery attendants would have it in their pocket and um, you would actually have to know to go up and ask them, Can Was I that see it? information made available? Yeah, I like, hope so. Is it a poster? I think there would have been something among about the, it. the paintings? Because there wouldn't have been like a label it? for it or anything, right? Usually there's a yeah. label on the wall. But um, Do you just, as a gallery attendant, walk up to hey, someone? Hey, to show me. <laughs> check out this Some art in my pocket? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Masons or <laughs> secret code. Um, yeah, well, I mean, some people might think, oh, that's a bit intimidating, that's a bit exclusive or something, but I don't think that was their intention at all. Mm. I think it was much more about kind of creating these personal. Humanize it a bit? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And her work is all about humanizing um, kind of experiences with art and um, kind of also she's interested in kind of creating these works that have mobility as well that they can travel around so those gallery attendants got to take those works home with them as well and bring them back the next day and so it's very trusting what happens if you lose it i know i don't know there must have been like some spears <laughs> you would hope yeah <laughs> but um actually she is really trusting with her works because she does you know i mentioned she works inside galleries but she also makes things outside so when I, I was living in melbourne a few years ago and she had a show at the australian center for contemporary art where she made these beautiful kind of wind chimes out of um clay and glass as well sometimes and she would hang them actually in the trees near the gallery so you might not actually know because again there was no label outside yeah um that that's her work and people otherwise walking past the gallery might not realize that that's an artwork but um i think she's kind of interested in that too because there's kind of like blurring those boundaries is it yeah i'm not sure whether that's like hyper intellectualizing mm, it or absolutely yeah removing that aspect of it yeah 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 well i think i mean because in a way she's interested in yeah what is the difference between art and nature as well like how can you kind of compete with nature in a way like yeah she's kind of like wow this leaf on the footpath is really beautiful could i create something as amazing as that what i want to and will that last forever no so she'll actually that kind of leads into our next work that we were going to look at which is about skimming stones um, just in terms of making works that are really impermanent mm. so um, her work um, about skimming stones this is a series called Let the Other Thing In we can talk about titles later but she's been making these since about 2011 where she'll actually make these beautiful rocks from clay and they'll be glazed and um, then she will have those as objects but then actually invite a friend to go to a lake with her or the sea or even a swimming pool I think one of them was in and, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> and then they'll just skim the stone into the water and it will just be gone so she's kind of got this really um, amazing um, ability to just let go of her yeah. artworks it's like she's not fetishizing the art object in, it, in itself it's something that can just go back return so then to is, nature is the art in yeah where is the, the making or is it in the i think it's kind of exhibiting in creating, or in, the yeah and creating that moment in time just those like five seconds yeah. <laughs> where it's like either fails or doesn't you know in terms of actually skipping stones i tried to skip some stones from like in the weekend it was terrible but um she's really perfected the art of that she's made really good flat stones <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, so, and then also it's documented, so she takes a photo just with her iPhone, I think, yeah. and then that becomes the artwork. And so she is commercially represented by Michael Lett. So she does sell her photographs of an action that's happened right. as a trace, but she also does sell the, um, the actually ceramic rocks as well, so she does display those. But um, 
yeah, I think it's more about kind of that in-between moment, like, again, like with the pocket work, kind of in a way the artwork is when you're having yeah. that interaction with the person. And yeah, I think I really appreciate this because I work for an institution and we do have all these regulations about um, conservation requirements. Don't stand too close to it. Don't touch it. All this it. stuff. Do not all these signs and Look rules. Look with your eyes. Yeah, and she's really just kind of being like, hey, art doesn't exist in this vacuum and it's part of everyday life and why not kind of make it that way? Um, and another one more work that is really cool that she makes with these puddles, and I can't think of any of the titles of the puddles right now, but um, there is actually a puddle in Dunedin that's been commissioned, but it's oh, a really? secret location. But she makes these all around the world. And again, she had one at City Gallery and was outside. It was um, dug into Civic Square, into those pavers. Yeah. And she also had one at the Australian Centre for Contemporary Art, and they have like a dust kind of Australian kind of <laughs> ground outside the gallery where she um, excavates kind of makes this little puddle and then fills it with cement. She often works with um, coloured concrete and then puts little trinkets in them like a stone, a cigarette butt, <laughs> um, a bottle top, that sort of thing. And people again might walk past and go, what is this? Someone needs to tidy up the roadworks around here kind of thing. But again, she's kind of leaving it there open to the elements. Kind of, She's interested in the weather and how her work might interact with the weather and like the puddle might fill up. Actually, she did a residency a few years ago at Fogo Island, which is in Newfoundland. Yeah. And um, she made a puddle work there and it froze over because it was in the middle of winter. So she can't really control what happens to it after she's made it. But um, often if it's part of an exhibition, it will get refilled at the end of it. But sometimes they just get left. And she's made works in Auckland that um, are in public gardens and places without seeking permissions from the authorities. So sometimes her work... Guerrilla art. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes they do get taken away. Yeah. Sometimes they only last a few days um, or get you know painted over if there's like words on a wall or something. But actually in terms of words, so she has titles for her work that are very kind of poetic because she's mm. kind of influenced by... I don't know if you know the poet Frank O'Hara. So kind of like, um, for him, he was making um, poems that were really about his life. Yeah. Um, he composed them in the present. And I also think about Kate Newby's work really always being about being in the present. Yeah. Um, and so um, she's kind of capturing the poetry of the everyday. And she takes titles for her work from words from a song, from lyrics, or from something overheard on a bus like someone else's conversation. She even had a work called Feel It Forever, which was taken from a pomegranate juice bottle packaging. <laughs> so she's really just trying to kind of, I guess, capture emotions. You know, when you listen to a song and you hear the lyrics and you read into it what you want to read into it. And when you're making artworks, well, it depends on how you're feeling that day. Like, even though she's mm. quite repetitive, she's doing these same kind of works again and again. But she might be feeling happy one day or bored the next day and that's kind of reflected in the work so she kind of makes these little handwritten signs to go with the works that are just on a bit of cardboard with her handwriting that just say something like yeah feel it forever or whatever and that's people can read into it what they want that's very interesting <laughs> uh seeing the seeing the photos of the exhibition that mm. you're going to go see mm. it's uh, certainly the hanging uh yeah suspenders the hanging bags look uh, I'm trying to think of a way that I can describe that them to the like audience. If you bought a, f a goldfish a in gold a bag, that's exactly um, what I was thinking about. A goldfish in a bag glass? from a from a carnival, but yes. yeah, beautifully classed. 
cast in glass and all a range of all hung suspended in the air yeah a range of sizes uh and i can only assume densities yeah yeah um and all just suspended a lot of them and it looks like with sort of twine or Mm. wool yeah 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 very kind of precariously um so is it interrogating the the difference between like treasure and Mm. stuff yeah maybe like i think she's kind of interested in those kind of not necessarily superstitious things but like i was reading something about how maybe how that work came about with the pockets like she does pick things up on the street yeah a bit of a magpie in a way like coins and things like that and that's a bit of a lucky thing like if you pick up a coin is it good luck only if if you give it to someone else i think it's good luck yeah so i mean with her works i don't know in the gallery she also talks about being kind of quite resistant to having the white cube space to work with because it's like well what do you do whereas in nature you can be like oh there's a tree branch i'm just going to attach it to the tree branch so when she does have to do shows and and in galleries she kind of goes to those outer areas like the windowsill to display the ceramics or the stairwell to attach something to yeah i was reading uh she was very particular about light so set up all of her works within natural light as opposed to using uh the gallery lighting which is quite yeah, uh, quite interesting yeah definitely the beautiful casting of what looks like acorns yeah yeah, it does. Um, and I mean, those those bags, those kind of um, goldfish bags or yeah. mini bags or whatever they are, like they all create beautiful light in the space yeah, with the, the wind, not the wind, the sun, <laughs> through coming through the window and like maybe there'll be like rainbow reflections on the floor. That's all part of it. Like she's kind yeah. of setting up these things that will change as well. So maybe if I went to visit the exhibition in the morning, it'd be different to visiting in the afternoon. So it's kind of interacting with, um, with the weather. Highlighting the impermanence of the human condition where... <sighs> I just want it encapsulated so I can take it away and show it to my friends. Well, maybe I can take Dang some photos. artists. I know. Making me Instagram. question things. My own perception. Uh, so the artist is Kate Newby. Kate Newby. And yeah. sorry, what was the exhibition called? The exhibition called? is called Swift Little Verbs, Pushing the Big Nouns Around. I don't know where that title came from. She's also going to be showing in the Sydney Biennale, which opens in a couple of weeks right. as well. So... That's another thing to look out for if anyone's going to Sydney. <laughs> but yeah. So. Uh, also, Devon, if you're listening, can you send me a text and let me know if uh, my anecdote was <laughs> my, my art anecdote was uh, correct? <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Cool. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Uh, you're